Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon-Levin, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. So I noticed there's a few new people to the podcast, um, and I figured I should like go over, you know, something that is pretty important that people think about more like later on in the wedding planning journey, which is the menus and how to kind of figure out your menu. And I've seen with a lot of clients over the past, you know, year or so just because the volume of how many clients has been so high. I've been able to really like take notice of this a little bit more. You know, weddings now are not your cookie cutter, traditional kind of, you know, timeline of events. You know, people are doing things so differently. You had, during the pandemic, you had micro weddings of 50 people or under. You now see a lot more weddings that are micro weddings. But now, you know, we are living in a time where big weddings are back. So now we're back to bigger weddings. And, you know, instead of just your traditional sit down dinner, we have a lot of people choosing something a little bit different, you know, like a lounge style wedding, which is, you know, your stations instead of sit down. And, um, you know, some people tend to go for buffet. Some people are doing things a little differently and doing during the day and choosing to do like a brunch wedding instead of, you know, a a dinner, you know, dinner evening time wedding. So I wanted to kind of go through menus in a way that I I think people should think about things when they're picking their menus and picking, you know, what they want their guests to choose from or if they're going lounge style, what makes sense. Because now here's the thing. If you are trying to, if your wedding doesn't have really any formalities. You don't really want any speeches. You're not doing, you know, um, your like big entrances or anything like that. Like I think a lounge style menu really works for you because you're not worried about, you don't want the stop and go, stop and go. And traditionally a sit down wedding has been, you know, like the traditional wedding thus far, meaning, um, cocktail hour after ceremony. And then in reception, you have your, your first course salad. Everybody chooses their choice of entree and everybody gets entree at the same time. And then dessert, which is, you know, your cake. And if you have other desserts involved, such as like a Viennese hour dessert stations or past desserts or anything like that. But there's a flow to the evening, meaning dinner service, 
around your formalities. So around your entrance, your first dance, your um, maid of honor, best man or parent speeches, um, as well as your parent dances, cake cutting, you know, um, if you're doing anything such as uh, tossing the bouquet or the garter or anything like that, I really personally haven't seen that done in a hundred years. Um, a lot of brides and grooms are foregoing that, but you know, if you wanted that formality, that's there. So that is your traditional setup in regards like of your menu, your first course, your main entree, your dessert, and your formalities kind of in between those, you know, so, but if you're foregoing all of those like formalities and you want something a little bit more, you know, um, casual, like a lot of people are tending to do lounge style now. So with lounge style, you would have your cocktail hour, which might just be like one cold table and your past dessert, past um, hors d'oeuvres, your past hors d'oeuvres. And then your reception would be different stations that are open. Now, that's a great idea, especially for an event such as like a backyard tented event, um, you know, kind of one of those like like a like a barn style wedding like that might work really well for there but now when you're choosing your stations you really need to be like cognizant that you're choosing things that have variety for for your guests you like I can't stress it enough like you know people will choose stations for a lounge style menu and you want to make sure that your stations really differ from each other. So if one station has, you know, mashed potatoes, you're not going to choose another station and have mashed potatoes on that. And you might choose that station still, but you have, you know, you substitute that for, for french fries or tater tots or a different kind of food other than having mashed potatoes twice. Same thing with like meat. If you're having a carving station, you're not going to have like another station that has the same type of meat on it. It just wouldn't make sense. Uh, so I think it's really just like making sure that you have variety when it comes to those station style menus and something and the reason that this is coming up is for those of you that don't know um I've worked in the wedding industry since I'm 17 I've grown up on the catering end of the business I've been super fortunate to work in wedding planning as well for the past 10 years um, but my full-time job is I work handling off-premise catering sales for a big, you know, hospitality group located in New York. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I see weddings, not just weddings, events of all types that were with all differing menus um, and... I think it's so important that 
you choose variety. Um, you give your guests choices in regards to, you know, what they're eating. And um, you do things based on, you know, the flow of of your event. So if you're not looking to have so many formalities and doing a lounge style works perfectly, if you are looking for those formalities, you should, you know, sometimes going with a seated, a seated dinner kind of helps enhance that because you are able to have people seated for a little bit during, um, your time of speeches and first dance and, and uh, parent dances and things like that. Um, I know we all want to party and be on the dance floor. And that's like one of the most important aspects for most people. Um, not all, but for most. And I just think that you kind of should set up your your menu according to the party that you're looking for. And the environment that you're in. So for me, um, it's now summer. So, uh, I have been doing a lot of tented or even non-tented, but outdoor events in people's homes in the Hamptons. Um, I've been super fortunate. I've been out East a lot, um, over the past month or so. And, um, you know, it, definitely gives where you can do a seated dinner for sure and people do a lot of people are for those kinds of events are tending to go more station style lounge style and just like full-on party mode and and more relaxation because there's not as many formalities from what I've seen so far so um when you're picking when you're picking your menu going back to variety for a second and I'll give you an idea of my menu for my wedding that was a couple months ago just to give you guys an idea I really wanted to choose a variety so that people had their choices of what to eat and if they didn't eat some you know one of those stations for cocktail hour there was definitely something else that they would have eaten I also (laughs) I am Jewish so um, food has always been like a top priority, um, within my family and making sure that, you know, there's a lot and a lot for people to choose from. So being that like, you also do want to be like smart with your money. A lot of people will do like upgrades, um, you know, whether it's for cocktail hour for me, I really am a big believer in like I love dessert so I did my bigger upgrades within dessert and I did um, a takeaway station and I did food for the after party because I wanted to make sure I covered my bases with food for the entire duration of my wedding so um for cocktail hour, you know, the things that I chose was I had an Asian station, um, which gave you, you know, like your, your chicken and broccoli and, um, your fried rice and lo mein and things like that. And then I did a carving station of 
barbecue brisket and um, and turkey with uh, knishes and pickles and you know kind of like a deli station and I did a Mexican fajita station which then gave you your meats of like steak and chicken um, I uh, as well as like all the toppings so you had your like guacamole and sour cream and tomatoes and and cheese and all that and then what was my fourth station um hmm. I'm blanking on my other stations I did also have a cold a cold table station but I did have an additional station that I'm blanking on but I kind of gave a little bit of everything so that people had different types of food to choose from and then I did you know I had eight pasta hors d'oeuvres all different I threw some vegetarian choices in there I had you know some fun ones like Frank's in a blanket and mac and cheese bites for like people who like more of that fun food and then I had you know different kind of like you know mahi mahi tacos and you know um short ribs with mashed potatoes like different things like I wanted to give all different choices and for people to like eat a lot at my cocktail hour and then I chose to do a sit-down dinner because I did have formalities um I was doing a first dance with my husband I was doing entrances um I did have speeches of our maid of honor and best man as well as both of my brothers spoke and um both of our parents made um a speech so we definitely want you know wanted more of a sit-down dinner but I was you know very cognizant that I wanted it to be a big party mode so being in the industry I know how to work a timeline that makes sense where you have people up and down and up and down because the truth is like people do want to have a place to like it's kind of like work you want to have a place to hang your hat right like that saying like you want somewhere to like leave your stuff and so everybody like having a seat it gives them that ability to like put their bag down if they want to change shoes they can change shoes like they have you know that ability so for sure that's just you know that's what I did but um it's really just you want to make sure when it's your wedding as we all know you're spending a lot of money a lot of time a lot of energy and you want to make sure that everybody enjoys it and that that your menu like truly reflects like what makes sense um, for your crowd of people, like you don't want people leaving hungry and yeah. So that is just something I wanted to touch on today. I think it's super important. I definitely think that, you know, there's so many options out there and if there's things on your mind that you need for your menu, but you just like, you don't see it listed with your caterer, caterers are they know what to do they know how to you know make you happy in regards to food so you should discuss with them 
you know, hey, I don't see this on your menu, but it's something I really, really want for my guests, you know, and see how you can work that out. Sometimes it's an upcharge. Sometimes it's not. It's something that's able to be provided. So it's really just about having that dialogue, having that open communication with your caterer. And I say this as somebody who's in the catering industry, you know, like we're in this world to make people the happiest on their wedding day. Like, don't be afraid to, to really say what it is that, that you want. You know, sometimes it does involve upcharges. You know, we all know like a sushi station is an upcharge. A raw bar is an upcharge. But if that's something that is so important to you on your special day, then hey, sometimes like the upgrades are worth the additional, the additional money. And I know for me, like, it's kind of like what I said before dessert is like one of my top top things I wanted to make sure I had plenty of dessert for people to choose from I wanted people to like have a wow factor of like having food to go home with them on the way out and I wanted all my friends and family who were staying for the after party to still have stuff to munch on so you know I had food and open bar and a cigar bar in my after party and those were the touches that that I really wanted so You know, just if you ever have trouble, like, thinking with your menu, you know, talk to your your catering salesperson. Talk to the people who are handling your catering and know that, like, all of those things, when you're working with a good caterer, it can be, you know, accomplished. So that's my spiel for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode of the Bride Tender Podcast, where I put out an episode every single Monday. And coming July will be new people coming onto the podcast. Um, now that June is almost over, and we all have a little bit of a chance to breathe. Um, if you're not already following me on Instagram, please go follow me at the Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special day, and of course, hiring the best in the business for your wedding. Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings, stay sane, stay healthy, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.